Sally Lucas as we talk travel for our sponsor, Travel On King. We're going way, way back in time, well before Rhinestone Cowboys. Definitely, before Doctor Who even, I'd say. Yay. (laughs) But it's all in Australia. It's all in Australia. And it's a few areas I have been to, and I'll mention a couple that I haven't, but just just so people are aware of where we're talking about. What, you haven't been everywhere? I've been everywhere, man. No, I haven't, actually. That's a lie. Uh, I've got so much more to do. Mungo National Park. um, Went there some years ago, and I have talked about it in the past, Jane, but it was a long, long time ago now. So I thought it was worth mentioning again because it's so special. Um, It's about 110 k's northeast of Mildura and about 150 k's northwest of Val Reynolds. So if you're doing a driving holiday heading down that way, which we were going to Kangaroo Island, South Australia, do drop in because it really is fascinating. And it was originally the Willandra Lakes that have dried up, of course, now. And you can actually, there is one lot of accommodation there that you can stay, like little cabins. And there's also old Shearer's Quarters, the main entrance to the park, where you can get bunk style and, you know, accommodation. There's a campsite too, And there are campsites yeah. as well, yes. Just remember, you've got to take everything in. Um, you really should probably, we should have and didn't have a GPS system because your phones don't work. So if you get stuck and you're in the middle of desert, it's it's pure desert, you know, which I hadn't realised in the bottom of New South Wales that we had this huge amount of desert still, which is just remarkable. Um, and we had a, an ostrich run out in front of us at a million miles an hour. I bet it was an emu. I mean, an emu. Yes, sorry. I'm pleased an about emu. that. <laughs> no, it wasn't an ostrich. My God, how would I have an ostrich down there? It looks like an ostrich. An yes. emu. Anyway, we just bumped him, you know, but if he wow. really hit him hard... I could imagine the amount of damage we'd done, and we were the we hadn't seen another car that day. They do the say Park. emus destroy cars. Oh, yeah. and there were so many down them. there. Mm. I don't know what they're called, flocks or what they're called, but mm. you'll never see as many emus as you'll see in Mungo National Park. So be careful, and don't drive in any of these areas we're talking about now, and some of the others I'm going to talk about at night because it's too dangerous with the amount of wildlife around. Always make sure you travel in the daytime. But this was where the uh, remains were found of Mungo Man and Mungo Lady. And that's why it's, I guess, so important because it's the most important human remains found in Australia. And 42,000-year-old ritual burials are some of the oldest remains of uh, modern humans found outside of Africa. And Mungo Lady is the oldest known cremation in the world, which means it represents the early emergencies of humanity's spiritual beliefs, which they didn't think the human form had back then so that's why it's so remarkable but they've got what they call the walls of china which is this incredible desert landscape of these huge mountains of sand which are remarkable you can get an aboriginal guide who will take you around and it's great to do that and they give you lots of fabulous information about the era of when the aboriginals all lived there of course and of course they were famous for many uh, megafauna uh, that have been found, remains have been found there, and there's a jawbone of one of them there, still kept there, which is the area we were just trying to discuss, Jane, weren't we, around the Ice Age or the Pleistocene area, uh, era, sorry, and this creature looked a bit like a small hippo, um, and they called it a um, Zygomaturus trailer bus, and it's about the size of a bus too, weighed up to about 500 kilos and was uh, 1.5 metres tall and about 2.5 metres long. But they were grazers and they had like a, what did you call it, the three... Um, I don't know, three lobes? Lobes or something for their front. mouth, which so, helped them gather up reeds and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing because it was a lake 
area at that particular time. So it is fascinating if you are doing a driving holiday and then after that you should head on up to Narracourt, travelling up the limestone coast, even though Narracourt's inland, it's still part of what South Australia calls the limestone coast. And there you have the most wonderful cave system, again UNESCO heritage, where again you can see where they've rebuilt replicas of these megafauna that fa- they were found in the caves that fell through sinkholes and couldn't get out. Um, and there is still a wet cave which is fascinating, still forming there, but the dry cave has a lot of um, archaeological students, etc., um, who do there and help with the digs, still recovering uh, remains of these incredible you know, fossils and rebuilding them. And they, they show you, you know, they're huge, they're, they're massive, they're as tall as this room almost, these creatures were back then. You know, they're huge kangaroos and wombats, and we had this incredible amount of megafauna in Australia. Marsupial lion, I remember. Yes, there the as marsupial well. lion. There's a, a skeleton of the marsupial lion. And the only other place we've got that's like this, it's considered even better, is Riversley. But it's a lot harder to get to because it's way up in the um, north Gulf west sort of cool country, country yeah. of Western Australia. And you would definitely need, like, maybe four wheel drive. Queensland. Yeah. Yes, Queensland. Yeah. Sorry, Just right down the in the Gulf. Yes, yeah. yeah. And it's sort of dirt road to get in, and it's a bit more. Awkward or difficult to get to, but they've even had the they've got the dinosaurs and everything. They all went through that area, so that's really a remarkable part of Australia as well. Oh. So, haven't we got a lot of remarkable oh, parts? We, and, we certainly do, but and, certainly you know you can easily get to Mungo and you can easily get to Narracourt, and that's that's an easy thing to do if you're doing like a little road trip down through New South Wales into South Australia and explore Australia's wonderful past. Exactly. Talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King, and Sally Lucas, we're going way back in time and Australian time at that. And, well, you can't go much further back than our next destination. Certainly can't. Uluru, and it's such a wonderful place. And what made me think to talk about it again today, I've got friends going this weekend and friends who went recently who'd never been and were just blown away. You know, they've often thought, oh, there's nothing much to do other than a rock. My God, you know, as we all know, anyone who's been, there is just so much to do and see in that whole area. Apart from the fact, even when we went, Scott said, it still blew him away, the size of the rock. You know, that monolith is just amazing. And it doesn't look the same from any angle. It's different. Your light, your colour. You can look at it from all different areas and there's wonderful vantage points where you can go to. They've set up proper viewing platforms now and buses have one area to park cars and so it's all very well organised. Not like the old days when I first went about 40 years ago, you know, all dirt roads and you used to get bogged if it rained. And But like all the roads are basically sealed now to all the main areas there and, and it is so fantastic. And you do have a whole range of accommodation. So from going from absolute luxury, five-star resort, to glamping, to camping, to budget accommodation to, you know, normal three, four-star accommodation. So you've got the whole gamut. You've got a little township, the Ayers Rock Resort there, which they all, you can stay in one hotel and go and eat at another and book because they're all owned by the same umbrella company. Um, You've got little cafes and everything and you can just go and forage out each day. Your Your photographic options are just amazing at sunrise and sunset. Friends of mine that went in January, believe it or not, in January of all times, the hottest time of the year, it bucketed and they saw it with the waterfalls. Oh, lovely. Wow, how lucky were they? All around the rock, water coming down. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And and they only went up for four days. It was a quick flit. So you really, if you can, have more than that because you don't just want to do Uluru. There's so many other things to do in and around the area. Katajuta, which is the Olgas, the old Olgas, which means many heads. But it was originally a monolith and it broke down. 
into these individual huge boulders, if you want to call them that. But it's actually higher than Uluru. People don't realise that. Um, Uluru is 348 metres high or 863 metres above sea level, but most of it is still underground and they don't know how far underground to this day because it was originally on a seabed. Um, whereas the Olgas are 100 and, I mean, 1,066 metres high, the tallest of the Olgas or the Katajuta. Uh, you've got Glen Helen Gorge, the Fink River, which is the oldest river in the world, which doesn't always run. It doesn't always have water in it. You've got Stanley Chasm. You've got Simpson's Gap. You've got the Ochre Pits. You've got Kings Canyon. You've got Palm Valley. You've got Ormiston Gorge. And then as you're driving along, you see Mount Connor, which is amazing because it's this big flat-topped, like a mesa, and it's actually 859 metres high as well. And it's on a station called Curtin Springs Station, but you can't actually get in there. Um, you can view it from a distance only. But there is so much. You've got water holes you can swim in. I mean, it's it's just fabulous. And just the scenery around even Glen Helen Gorge and, and Kings Canyon. And we did a helicopter ride over both Uluru and Kings Canyon. And really, you get the idea of the expanse of everything, how huge, and how you know, the, the wonderful, even Kings Canyon it, in itself is a volcanic rift. And it's just amazing, the steep sides. You know, when you look into Kings Canyon, it's it's fantastic as is Stanley Chasm. So, you know, it's just such a wonderful part of our country. and The colours the colours your way, oh, don't, don't they? they? Absolutely. Mm. And those ghost gums, you know, that Namatjira painted, you, you, you now know why he had to paint them. You know, you've got that beautiful red earth, you've got the blue sky, then you'll have the tree, you know, with its the beautiful tree trunks and the green leaves. Green leaves, yep. But even when we were there, you know, and the other thing, of course, you've got the field of light still happening. And because it's been so popular, they're only going to extend it for a year. Now it's going right through until 2020. So you've got oodles of time to get yourself up there. And, of course, you've still got Alice Springs as well, which has got a lot to do in and around there with the telegraph station and the flying doctor's service that was established there, etc., etc. So there's a lot to do in our country. We have some wonderful history, and you've just got to get out there and see it. To a new RFM, your easy listening alternative. We're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King, and it is that time of week where we look at the hot deals in the current travel marketplace. Sally Lucas, what have you got for us today? What have we got? Well, Travel Marvel and a lot of other companies as well, not just them, but have released their range early um, for next year, for 2019, for Canada and Alaska. They're very much running uh, wholesalers these days like airlines do and come up early with these early bird fit, you know, deals. So if you come in and register your interest early, you, you get good deals. Either it's like getting it at this year's price for next year, etc. So what they've got at the moment, they've got a lovely 19-day itinerary that's going to run next year. And that's going to the Canadian Rockies. You're flying with Air Canada and you go into Calgary start your tour there, visiting Banff, Lake Louise, Jasper, and then on to Vancouver and Victoria, which is a stunning place, Victoria on Vancouver Island. Then you do a lovely seven-night inside passage cruise through Alaska as well. And they're offering on this one for next year two-for-one airfare. So obviously if a couple are travelling, you're only paying for one airfare. And also if you get in early, an early payment discount of $400 per person. Mm. Now that's available until sold out. So it's first in, best dressed. They'll not telling us how many of those they've got. And as I said, you'll find a lot of the companies are doing that 
at the moment now for their next year's program. So just keep that in mind. But that is good value anyway to take advantage of one free airfare plus the extra $400 each. So good value. We were talking about Outback today, Jane, and this is just a nice little itinerary that Sun Lovers come up with. It's not going to the exact places we were talking about, but it's still doing a wonderful Queensland Outback adventure. It's a, an exclusive tour to Sun Lover. It's an escorted group tour called The Spirit of the Outback, taking in Longreach and Winton as well. So Longreach, as we know, is where you've got the Outback um, Hall of Fame, Stockman's Hall of Fame. And, of course, we've got the Qantas Founders Museum there as well. And also you go to see the Longreach School of um, Distance Education as well. So it's really an interesting little itinerary. So you have a few nights there and you have some time in Brisbane. Then you go to Winton, which is which we mentioned the dinosaurs. You've got the Australian Age of the Dinosaur Museum there. Um, and you go on a guided tour of the collection room, the laboratory, the new dinosaur canyon all sorts of things there and of course you learn about the story behind the uh, Walsing Matilda anthem at the Walsing Matilda Centre and you go to Strathmore Station as well onto a property which is interesting and you're doing a drover's sunset cruise on the Thompson River etc. So I just thought that's a lovely little itinerary if you want to do some outback touring and that's operating uh, June, July, August and September four departures this year and that starts from under three and a half thousand dollars per person twin share and it's got hosts and hosts of inclusions in it and six breakfasts, four lunches, five dinners and it's a a seven-day itinerary. Mm. So it's really good value for money as well. Um, Egypt, if you're thinking of heading to that area where they keep finding things, don't they? Mm. It's amazing, isn't it, what they keep finding in Egypt? It fascinates me. And, you know, even Tutankhamun's tomb has apparently all just been closed for some time and recently been reopened with a lot of renovations and improvements being done. Bunnick Tours have got a um, book by 27 April, this one, and you can save $250 per person. That's their early bird sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's for 2018 and 19. It's a 12-day holiday of Egypt. So you'll Great Pyramids of Giza and the Sphinx, of course, Tutankhamun, the Egyptian Museum, uh, the Temples of Ramses II and Queen Nefertari at Abu Simbel. And you also get three nights on a luxury Nile River cruise and they do the tombs of the Valley of the Kings as well. They've got lots of other itineraries. That's their shortest lead-in one. It's a 12-day, but you can do 17-day itineraries, etc. as well on that also. If you're looking for something tropical on sale till 30 April, Viva Holidays have got some wonderful packages going to Phuket, which is such a popular destination for Australians if they just want that quick getaway. We find a lot of ladies do this. A lot of them have the ladies only, like just get away on their own, a group of female friends, and just like to chill out and have their cocktails by the pool and a bit of retail therapy and a few massages here and there. doesn't go astray. And they've got a lead in there starting from under $1,000, which is actually a saving of $1,000 per couple. So you're getting your return airfare, eight nights in a superior room, four, which includes actually four free nights, full breakfast daily, and other privileged cards with discounts at restaurants, bars, etc., etc. And you can upgrade to a deluxe ocean view room for only another $52 each. Mm. So good value for money. Norfolk, we love little Norfolk, yeah. close to home as well, don't we? Book by 30 April, and you can stay at the Crest Apartments there, and it's return airfares. You're getting 10 nights of accommodation this time which is great 10 days car hire with your insurance included 
you're getting over $500 saving on the accommodation with this one and you're getting a few other things included, a night show, a half-day orientation tour, etc. That's a 10-night package from Sydney. Now, that's valid only till 30 April as well and that's just under 1400 per person, so great value for money. So there's lots out there, Jane, as usual. The other one I would like to mention, there's an exclusive Japan and Russia cruise. Now, how often do you see that? Mm-hmm. I bet you, you'd say you haven't. I, I know I haven't even, you know. So this is an 11-night package on the 30th of July you get return flights from Sydney to Tokyo you get two nights there then you get an eight night Japan Japan and Russia cruise from Yokohama and a one night post cruise stay in Tokyo it's fascinating it's going up to Hokkaido to a port called Muroran then to Aomori in Honshu up to Vladivostok in Russia then back down to Sendai which is also on the island of Honshu and then back to Yokohama I thought that sounded really interesting Mm. and that's Monday 3,000 per person twin share and lastly but not leastly this is one of those relocation cruises we talk about when vessels relocate between Europe and the Caribbean so this is a 20 night itinerary including airfares so you're flying with Qantas and transferring then through to the port of Genoa so flying in into Italy and after that you're doing a 16 night cruise which takes you down via Marseille, Barcelona, Malaga, uh, Tenerife to bridge down in Barbados, uh, Antigua and uh, St Kitts and Nevis, uh, St Martin and the Fort de France in Martinique. Hey, what an incredible itinerary is that. Remember on your cruise it's all meals so that's that's really great value for money. That's November this year and that's from under 3700 per person. So always as usual Jane there's lots out there. Lots going and thank you very much Sally Lucas. Thank you Jane. We'll talk travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.